Wait, shit. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 183. Unnecessary for the start. Jared's pissed it out because they're talking shit because Jared, listen, does Jared have commitment issues? I don't know. He's got a child. So he can't really commit to that child because he's already forced into that child's life. So Jared went on the Couch Guy Sports Podcast, the Yellow Card Podcast, and now these two are bickering because I guess it took Jared a long time. Listen, I was unaware of all of this. And frankly, I don't care. <laughs> I just love giving Jared shit when I Fuck can. you, Al. Hey, fucking, J- you hey Jared, Jared, easy. Students and might Gordon, be listening and to this. And Gordon Hayward's gone, so I'm just pissed tonight. So, uh, so we've, got, we've got a lot of Celtic stuff to talk about. We've got Gordon Hayward. We've got Danny Ainge. And listen, my feelings for Danny Ainge have gone up and down like the goddamn Superman at Six Flags New England, which is now Bizarro, which was, by the way, one of the dumbest moves in the history of amusement parks to change that name from Superman to Bizarro. Dumb as shit. Regardless, there's a lot of Celtic stuff to talk about. Some moves that I love, some moves that I don't love. And I know at least one of you guys were pissed. I don't know if you still are at Danny Ainge, much like I was. Because let me tell you, draft night, I was fired up. I was not happy during there's some draft news that There's some news that makes me feel better about Danny Ainge the last couple of days. The last, yeah. So we got a lot of Celtic stuff to talk about. We can even talk about some Patriots because they are right back to... Sucksville. They were right back to what they looked like before. Listen, losing to the... I don't know if anybody told the Patriots, but the Texans aren't good. I mean, the Texans count, suck. They've been playing better since they fired Billy O.B. But so. they also have Deshaun Watson. They do have Deshaun Watson, but they've also had Deshaun Watson during those seven losses they've also had. So we're mm. going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Cam Newton. We're going to talk about some of the hate that Cam Newton got, not only during the game, but after the game. But before we get into any of that, guys, it's time for the dump. The weekly dump. Thank you. The Bengals lose number one pick Joe Burrow on Sunday with a torn ACL and MCL. We're going to fire through these. Rex Burkhead, who was one of the bright spots of this Patriots team this year, left Sunday's game against the Texans, which, again, they lost with a season-ending injury, a knee injury. We don't know what it is yet, right? Uh, it's just a knee injury. It's supposedly ACL. Yeah. yeah. It's expected to be. I didn't, know if, I didn't know if it was official yet. I think it is. Yeah, I'd, I think they announced it. Yeah, I mean, Burkhead right, well, Rex, tweeted he's out, so like... Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's what I knew. I knew Burke had tweeted that he, he was out, but I didn't know if they actually said what the official injury was. Burkhead's a free agent this year. Who knows if he's I coming know. back? Dude, there's a lot of free agents on this Patriots roster this year. A lot. Hightower might be retiring. Whole new, whole new team next year. Hightower might be retiring, which I didn't even write down in here, actually. So Dante Hightower, rumored, apparently might be retiring, which... Who who said that? I saw, I saw the account... On Twitter. Yeah, I can see if I can find it. But I saw the account, but I don't really know if it's a trustworthy account. I didn't. I didn't see how many. I didn't see where this guy works. I didn't see how many followers he has. But I saw that somebody tweeted it, but I didn't recognize the name. So uh, the Spike King, the Spike King. Yeah, never heard of him. Not even Could a blue right. mark. Only like three hundred followers. But <clears throat> I mean, I wouldn't surprise me if him and Marcus Cannibal retired. It wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if Dante Hightower retired. 
I just don't know. I just don't know this guy. So maybe he's right. I mean, he could be right. Listen, I get, I was right about the Mookie Betts news. I don't have a blue check mark. So sometimes people get things right. Sometimes people got sources and they get things right early. Uh, anyway, guess. Yeah, who knows? According to Mike, I always get this guy's name wrong. Is it Fine Sand? I always Feinstein? get corrected, and I always get it wrong. Fine Scene, Fine Sand. I think it's Fine Scene. Fine Sand. But whatever it is, his sources, say, his sources say that the Rays are open to trading ace Blake Snell, whose most recent newsworthy event was getting pulled by Kevin Cash. And Snell's current deal currently is wildly affordable for what this guy is. Wildly affordable. Runs through 2023. It's like $12 million, $10 million. I think that's then it's $16 million maybe. I actually have it up. I think. Bloom. Oh, Call the old squad, yeah. baby. So that's that's the thing. If Hein Bloom wanted to, Hein Bloom might be able to make this move. But the thing is, the Rays are probably going to ask for a damn haul. Well, they should. They, they should. should. I just don't know if the Red Sox have that because I don't know if you guys remember. Dave Dabrowski came through here. In Prospect killer. Yeah. Ripped I- through the Red Sox farm system. So there's not too much they could trade. But they do have some trade pieces that they could definitely deal if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then – Last, just some NBA notes. There was way too, there were too many moves to list all of them, but just some notable NBA moves with the start of free agency and all these deals. Kelly Oubre headed to the, headed from the Thunder to Golden State. Harry Giles, Jason Tatum's buddy, hoping he came here. He didn't. Sent a one-year deal with the Blazers. Drew Holiday goes to the Bucks. I don't remember if we talked about that last week. I don't remember if it happened before our show, after our show. Holiday to the Bucks for literally all of the front office's first children. For the Milwaukee Bucks, they gave up a haul to get Drew Holiday. Which you, I mean, I talked about this last week. I would have loved Drew Holiday for Boston. Yep, 100%. but for what Milwaukee gave up for him, suck my ass. No chance you're doing that move for Drew Holiday. No chance. That was the weekly dump. Now let's get into this part. Danny Ainge. Mm. We're gonna lead off the show, with Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge caught a lot of heat. And you know what? I think it was a lot more out of frustration than anything. Because and we in, in credit to us, we said this on last week's show, we all agreed. Do not get your hopes up for draft night. Because we've done this every single season since 2015. We've done this with Jimmy Butler. We've done this with Anthony Davis. There's always these hot rumors. Danny Ainge. Paul George. Paul George. Danny Ainge is going to make this move. Cat, Danny Ainge is going to make whatever example you want to use move. And then the rumor gets hot. Some some a-hole always tweets out, there's a lot of steam. This deal's basically done. Some asshole always tweets that out mm-hmm. at some point during the middle of the Celtics madness. I, I, I don't even know who did it this time, but somebody was like, the Pacers and the Celtics, they basically have a deal done for Miles Turner and Dougie McBuckets for Gordon oh. Hayward to go to Indiana. Probably Mo Chanel. That was, Gary was, that was Gary Washburn. That was Gary Washburn. Was it Gary Washburn? Well, yeah, then I resent what I said because I love it Gary was. Washburn. That was but Gary Washburn. Regardless, there's always somebody who tweets that out, and then you get your hopes up, and then you get ripped down during the draft. So credit to us for not getting our hopes up, even though we low-key all got our hopes up. And was it a shock when the Celtics picked at 14? No, it wasn't a shock. Are you good, are you, are you good with Neesmith? Are you yes. good with that? Yes, move? absolutely. See, I'm not a college basketball guy. 
So I that's one of the few guys that like I would have been okay with to fit the knee. He, Nick, he would literally be off the bench like Tyler Harrell this year. He will be off the bench shooting threes. He's like not, he would go. He went like ninety for a hundred at practice ones. Like, dude's a marksman. And not only that, here's a little stat: at Vanderbilt, he shot fifty-two percent from the outside. So that's you know filling a need that you need, which is outside shooting. And why not sixty percent? You you're really asking for that much. You're not why good not enough with sixty percent. You are unreal. You know that you are you are a greedy. What does Clay Thompson shoot? You are a greedy like, sob. Huh? I'm not even. I'm not even asking for ninety percent, which oh. apparently he can do, because we just said ninety out of a hundred. Yeah, I'm not even un- asking for uncovered. ninety. I'm asking uncovered. for sixty. Unco- Give me a break, will you? Fifty-two percent is pretty good. Listen, for, is it for, my is it my fault that I just want near perfection? No, it's not my fault. That's just yes, how, it is your. That's fault. That's just how we roll mm-hmm. in, in Boston. Yes, Yes, it is your fault. It is 100% your fault. I still think you got the, the symptoms, I think, still raining on you. So I don't know. I don't COVID know. fog is real. Let me tell you. I, I believe up. that. No, that I believe. I'm going to give Cam Newton his credit there with that because he, he, he didn't blame his game against the Broncos could've. due to COVID fog. He could have. COVID fog is real. There was one day I couldn't even think when I was trying to write something down. I couldn't even think. But regardless, not, not, let's not talk about my COVID problems here. So Neesmith, I'm cool with, but Danny Ainge, I mean, there's a, and we can, let's roll this in with the Gordon Hayward news too. So Gordon Hayward signs with Charlotte. There was a lot of news that he was going to go to Indiana. Charlotte comes in last minute, $120 million, four years. Asinine. For, for so stupid. Good. You can have, you can have him at that rate. For that. Yeah. Well, and I think it still might be a sign and trade too, because we still haven't heard anything. Yep. So that's, that's the thing. There's two different... I, I've taken my foot off the gas on being upset at Danny Ainge. But, mm-hmm. but if he doesn't get a sign-and-trade done here with Gordon Hayward, Celtics fans have every right to be pissed. Every of course right. they do. Of course they right. do. And, like, you look at it, too. I mean, people were talking about, like, bringing Terry Rozier back in a sign-and-trade. I don't know if I want Terry back. No, um, thank you. I mean, Absolutely I, not. Yeah, like, no thanks. He's not going to want to sit behind Kemba, so I'm good. But it's taking so long. To, for them to announce Gordon Hayward, and they said they didn't have the cap space initially. So this is clearly a sign of trade being worked out. But the thing that gets me is, like, you also had a sign of trade with Indy, and then the report the last couple of days has been that the Celtics and Indiana both, Celtics too in here, offered Hayward north of $100 million. He said no. Which I would have been pissed no. about. He said no, but he also said no to Indiana. So I believe Gary Washburn, because I do like Gary Washburn. I think there was a deal I do, place. too. He's not an asshole. Gary Washburn no, is one of the best of the biz. one of the good ones, yeah. So, like, I, I legit think that there was a deal in place. They were going back and forth. Danny was probably trying to grab him for more like he always does. And then MJ called and said, hey, man, 4120. Want to come play under me? Great, let's do it. Who it's turns like down MJ? Michael. Who turns down Michael, though? Mr. Like, Jordan, what are I, you doing? <laughs> I don't know. But th- the funny thing is, is looking at the Charlotte roster – so I'm sure you guys know this. Charlotte has to clear 19 million of cap space just to make that Hayward signing official. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's there's something they can do. They can wave they, somebody. They can they can make they it can. happen without it. There's being multiple a ways trade. they can do it, but, but the ways it's it's probably a signing trade is because nothing's been announced. Like right. no one's been released and nothing's been announced. So they can release Nicholas Batum. That's been one of the rumors and everything. But there's a couple names honestly that you maybe can keep an eye on as young pieces, like PJ Washington. That's one name to t- take a look at. I mean, he's only making – I'm taking a look at the numbers right now. I think it's either 7 or 10. So, P.J. Washington's making $7 million. Mm-hmm. Miles Bridges, another name. I know they, the Celtics don't need another small forward. It's just a name to keep on the radar. 
right around 10 million. So those are a few names that they might try to get rid of. Again, you don't need a small forward. No, you, you got don't. your big boy no, you signed long term now. No, yeah. you do. And we're going to get into that. But especially PJ Washington is a name that I've been intrigued about since his college days. So it wouldn't surprise me if maybe the Celtics at least asked about it in a sign and trade with Charlotte to make that Hayward, um, make that Hayward move official. Yeah, but my, my question is with the sign and trade, why would Charlotte do it? And it's taking so long that I'm starting to get worried that it's not going to happen. But, like, what is Charlotte's incentive to do it? Because they don't it's need the to. E- I think it's the easiest way for them to clear cap space. Um, because, the other, like, releasing – you gotta you got to do multiple moves if you don't do a sign-and-trade, whereas the sign-and-trade, you can get – you have to move pieces. But it's, I think it's the easiest route. And if you're the Celtics, you get a $20 million trade exemption out of it. So you're preaching for that because then you can use that for God knows what whether it's, you know, my guy Isaiah Thomas comes back or whatever you want to do with it. Like, you, that's, the, that's the ultimate win. If Danny Ainge can get a $20 million trade exemption out of this, which it, it's probably something he's fighting for, that's a win. But I don't even, I'm not even mad at Danny Ainge anymore because clearly he offered him money. Like, he offered him to right. stay. Would it have been a little bit too much? Yes. But what yeah, I'm mad about, like, no, I wouldn't because have liked I, that I deal. Want, but I wanted Gordon Hayward to stay. So, like, I'm not mad at Danny for trying. It clearly wasn't something Danny did. It just he didn't want to be here. He wanted to be the guy. He signed on when Isaiah Thomas was the the guy. So like right. clearly he he just wants a big role, and he clearly doesn't care about winning because he just went for the most money. He really did, and and, the and now he's the Boston, guy. Like who's the other guy there? Lamelo Ball. Like that's Gordon Hayward's team. Cody <laughs> Gordon Zell, Hayward Cody, and Lamelo Ball. That's Cody the Zell. duo. But like but Boston and Charlotte. Lamelo Ball is his too. And, and Boston and Charlotte did this last year too with Kemba Walker and Terry Rozier. It was a sign and trade for both sides. So they've done it. They did it literally last year. You bring up last year is a great point. Michael Jordan didn't want to pay Kemba Walker, but he's willing to pay this much for Gordon Hayward. Like it, it is makes no absolutely, sense. absolutely insane. There, MJ, I love you, dude. You're the goat. You're the greatest of all time, hands down to me. But like, come on, dude. Gordon Wait. Hayward. Gordon Hayward's making thirty mil. Terry Rozier is making about eighteen mil. Timothy Mozgov, anybody remember that signing? Four years, 68. Anybody remember that? They are – you're good, Jared. They are the, – the way they're just tossing money like that is – it's asinine. To, yeah. to, to throw that at Gordon Hayward is crazy at this point in his career. Maybe coming out of – like maybe Gordon Hayward with pre-ankle injury, sure. But, I mean, maybe that at this point would even be a little undersell. But – $120 million for Gordon Hayward right now. If the Celtics made that deal, the $100 million deal for Hayward, I would not have liked it because at this point you need size, which I get Miles Turner is 100% overrated. I, want, I get that. I understand that. But the thing is, if you, bring, if you brought a guy like that in, at least you have some kind of size that you're working with underneath and he's the basket. A, and he's a young size piece too. Like, 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 like you look at the example of they brought in Tristan Thompson. Like, I love the signing for this year. Like, I, I think he's very underrated because he hasn't been in the public spotlight for a few years because LeBron's not there he's anymore. A, he's a good player. I, I love that he, signing. He's going to average over 10 rebounds a game. He's going to be body. He's going to be able to go after. He's going to swallow Bam out of bio. He's going to go after him. Like, he's the guy that you need to play in the rest of the Eastern Conference. And look, just Tristan Thompson makes him a legit contender because that was the, really the only piece they really desperately needed because Gordon Hayward was extra. They have some bench pieces that can kind of shoot, and their starting five's fine. So, and now you put Tice on the bench, which is even better of a situation. Tice is so a that, really good bench piece. Yeah, so now you have Tice coming off the bench alongside. You have Robert Williams, who's there, Grant Williams. You just bring in this rookie kid. Jeff Teague's now on the bench, too. Like, it's a solid squad this Alex put together with two veteran signings. 
the Tristan Thompson signing. Kardashians it, coming to town, baby. The Ka- Kardashians, listen. Coming I'm to a town. fan of the show. I watch the show, not frequently anymore, but like I, I'm a reality TV guy. I, I was fine with keeping up with the Kardashians. I, if that was on TV, I was watching it. You stay away from Jason Tatum. Yeah, no. Just don't stay away do it. from the garden. Just stay away. No, no listen, be come, come watch the Content. Celtics. I don't care about that. Just stay away from Jason Tatum. And you know what? With that too, stay away from Jalen Brown. Yeah, just both. And that's the problem. They're going to come in and they're not going to stay away from them. Then we're going to be like, see, we told we wanted the Kardashians here, but now they're messing everything up because that's what they do. I mean, the Tristan Thompson thing is a good thing. Like Kardashians aside. Now, I'm intrigued. Like, do they go after Jason Tatum? Do they, are we, are we going to become a Kardashians podcast because of Tristan Thompson? Like, I'll do it. TBD. TBD. I'll do it. Rebrand number three. It'd be a rebrand number three for the show. TBD. <laughs> the Couch Guy Kardashians podcast. I'm in. I'm hot, in. Hot takes. Hot takes. So, I mean, overall, listen, Danny, Danny Ainge 110% pissed people off. Of course he did. By not doing anything on draft night. Now, uh, I'll give him this. I think that was more so a lot of people just, just hyping up the situation more than it was because we do that every single year. Well, that's because every year, like, the, like this year, Nick, it was, oh, well, they're going to trade it for number three. Like they want, they, they want Wiseman. Like, okay, they're not going to get Wiseman. Like, come on now. Like he went to Golden State. He's going to be a force there. Like you bring in a guy like Nesmith, people are going to love Nesmith because he's going to be that guy. When the is it Nesmith or is it Nesmith? Is it, I thought it was Nesmith. Is it I think, Nesmith? I think it's Nesmith. I think you're right, Jared. Um, he's going to be that guy who comes off the bench, like Eddie House type when they won the title, right? Just nails threes in the corner, can get open off the ball. Like that dude is going to work. And I- I'm excited. I think you're talking about the wrong guy. I think you're talking about Peyton Pritchard because that's the exact same MO that he had when he was from Oregon. So the second pick that the Celtics had. Well, they, they got ideal. They got ideal. They got, they're pretty much the same game. Nesmith can come off the ball and drain threes. Like, that's what right. he does. Right. Listen, now, if, if Nesmith, if Nesmith, ne, I like Nesmith better. If whatever, if Smithy boy here can hit 52%, then, I mean, like, that's, that's a hell of a weapon to be coming off of your bench like that. Like you said, Tyler Hero. So if the Celtics were actually close to drafting Tyler Hero, I'm glad they didn't because that, that guy. Oh, douche. Yeah, he's kind of a douche. But if you can bring in this guy like a Tyler Hero, because, I mean, Tyler Hero is talented. Nobody can deny that. If you can bring in this guy like a Tyler Hero, like that is a hell of a weapon. And we saw that through the playoffs this year. We saw what a guy like Tyler Hero can do for your team when you need him. If you need to hit the shot, if this guy is really this much of a sharpshooter, this is perfect. This is perfect. They added size. Overall, over the past week, Danny's had a pretty good stretch. Like, do you not realize this team on paper is better than it was last year? Like, take Gordon Hayward out of it and put the two you brought in, the, the rookies you just brought. Like, they're on paper better than they were last year. And they can and they can get better, especially if they get that trade exception, like we talked about earlier. They get that trade exception with Charlotte and free up the $20 million and go get another piece or two. You're going to be even better than you are right now. And like you just said, Jared, this team on paper right now is better than it was They're better. last They're better. year. And that team made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So I think it's funny. You sit here, we talk about Gordon Hayward, and I, I'm a big Gordon Hayward guy. I still wish he stayed. But, like, you do look at the record when he's not on the court with these guys when, versus when he was. Like, the Celtics were pretty damn good without him on the court. Tatum, Brown, Kemba, like, those guys were fine without him. Like, you didn't desperately need – and that's partially why he wanted to leave. He didn't want to be the fourth option. So – this team is good enough to win. And with the pieces you added, they're a top three team in the East. Like I'm like, they filled two major needs that they took Tristan Thompson who can 
bully down the below and, and be really good off the ball. Um, alley oops, he's really good at, and then you add a shooter in the rookie. Like you, you got better. But I still would have liked a bigger move, and that's just because I'm selfish, and that's just because I I, I <laughs> wanted those fireworks because we've been blue balled by Danny Age and the Celtics team every draft for the past five years. I well, remember the fireworks when they drafted Jason Tatum too, and look how that turned out. And like. It, and people were pissed about Danny trading to number three, which was asinine now that you look back at it. People Why get it mad. Asinine? No, no, people got mad at Danny Ainge for moving back to the Oh, three. it was asinine that they got mad. Yeah, yeah, no. 100%. Asinine, yeah, asinine that people got mad over that because look at it now. Look at where Markel Fultz is compared to Jason Tatum. What did they turn that extra pick into? Or my, if I, I'm, I don't remember. You know how he got like the extra pick when, they traded, when he traded Philly? What did they turn that pick into? Do you remember? No, I don't. I'll see if I can look that up real quick. Because I know, like, that was a big part of it was he knew he can get Tatum at three because he knew the Lakers were taking Lonzo Ball. Idiots. And they literally – LeVar Ball literally talked Lonzo Ball into getting drafted by the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, Philly was all in on Markel Fultz. Um, Lakers were no doubt drafted Lonzo Ball because of his dad. And they just let Jason Slatum, Tatum slip. Like, Jason Tatum was one of the best players in that draft. He should have gone one first overall. Like – Especially now that when you, in hindsight, yeah, Jason Tatum oh, is the best 100%. player out of three, a hundred out of those top three, a hundred percent. If you could go back, Jason Tatum would be probably on the Sixers ruining our lives. Well, he would have been, if he was the best, if he was hands down the first, like he would have gone first. And if he, Danny didn't think he could have got him at three, he would have stayed at one and took, taken him because it was his guy the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and that's another thing though, that like Danny Ainge, doesn't get the credit for like Danny Ainge sees something like that. He understands that. Okay. I can get this guy. This is kind of like a Bill Belichick move. I can get this guy down at this portion of the draft. So why am I going to draft here? Why don't I trade out of this pick and get more value for this pick? That's straight out of yeah. the Belichick playbook. Yeah. I get why people are pissed at him though. Like I get it because people want the fireworks. It's all the media hype. Like you're talking about this trade for Indiana and it sounds like Danny tried and it's just, he chose Charlotte. Charlotte swooped in and gave him way too much money. And, and, that, and that might even go away. Because if people if he figures out a sign-and-trade with Charlotte, those people who are mad at him have no leg to stand on. Right. Because so, he still got his sign-and-trade done. It was just with a different team. So, Jared, you were wondering about what the other half of the Tatum-Fultz trade was? Yeah, that, there was a Philly pick in there. Where, who was that pick? For Philly or for Boston? Because Philly gave a late first-rounder to Boston. and that Who did we take with that? Romeo Langford. Okay, love the pick. Even better. Makes that trade even better. That yeah so, no that, got, is, got Tatum, that is a solid pick. you got you got Tatum and Romeo Langford for Markel Fultz, that is a massive win. <laughs> yeah, whether you trade you put, whether you, you trade Romeo way, yeah. Langford or not, whether you trade Romeo Langford for something else because there's been teams that have been interested, or you keep him as your future point guard, which I'd rather them do. You got Romeo Langford and Jason Tatum for Markel Fultz. That was the trade. That's and, like if you're if you're a Sixers fan, like that still should burn you, and just the balls that it mm -hmm. took for Danny Ainge to drop from the number one pick to the number three pick. Because, like, if, if he looks at it then and he's like, damn, well, if if Jason gets drafted, well, then I fucked myself and now I'm getting stuck with yeah. this guy that I didn't want in the first place. Yep. Right. Speaking of balls, guys. Speaking of balls. We talking pumpkins. testicles. We talking mm. manscaped. Guys, <laughs> support for the Couch Guy Sports podcast like it has for so long now comes from our friends over at Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrue pubes, they're a thing of the past. You look in the history books, they're in the history books at this point. 
It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. And I am talking about Manscaped's Perfect Package 3.0. I haven't told the story in a while, but when I was younger, when I was about 13 years old, when I first got into the Manscaping game, I thought that you could use scissors. Boom, I clipped my nutsack. Not exactly what you want to do when you're manscaping. That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has propriety, proprietary advanced skin safe technology. So this trimmer cuts your nuts. So this trimmer cuts on so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. I don't understand. It sounds painful, but COVID believe me, brain. it's not painful. It's also, yeah, there is COVID brain in here. It's also waterproof, so you guys can use it in the shower. That's the only place that I use it, and it's phenomenal. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes with comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything that you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you would use on your balls, guys. That's fucking disgusting. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Also includes the crop preserver and anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, which I'm a frequent user of. My balls get smelly just like everybody else's balls do, and this deodorant is perfect for that, and so is the Reviver. You already put deodorant on your armpits, guys. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink too, guaranteed. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I am thankful for their crop reviver. This product, along with the crop preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean. That's talking sexy time. Their perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season of Manscaped. Your, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Your balls, they're going to thank you. Again, get 20% off with free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code COUCHGUY20. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Promo code COUCHGUY20. All right, boys. Listen. Do we want to keep talking Celtics or do we want to move on over to Patriots? I mean, because there's plenty to talk about with the Patriots. I mean, I don't want to talk about the Patriots, but we have to. So let's do that. Last 10 minutes of the show, let's talk Patriots, huh? Nah. Also, go refs tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. Are in the sure. playoffs. Playoffs, round two. Sure, go let's refs. Go. go refs. Big man, you, big man, you today in, in the Champions League win. Oh, you, uh, you go on a soccer that. podcast one time and then you have to bring it. I'm a man, you us. guy. Jeez. I'm Big no win. longer lagging in the video, by the way, because I just exited out all my tabs. So you're welcome. Thank yeah. you for actually giving us, you know, your full undivided attention, Nicholas. Yeah. No, I He's closed not. up. No, no, I, I was lagging in the video. I saw that the whole time. I don't know if I was actually in the recorded video, but I wasn't mine. You were. You were. Yeah, it was on our end too. So mm. pretty bad. Yeah. Well, you're welcome because I exited out the tabs. Yeah, about time. Patriots game. Jesus. They lose to the Texans. Trap game. Welcome back to Soxville. I don't even think it was a trap game, guys. I think oh, that's just. Oh, no. I just think that's the. That, I think that's who the this year's Patriots team is. Yeah, I no, I, I say less are. trap game out. I'll give you credit. You called like it's gonna be a tough game, but like trap game is like when a really good team, a la the Chiefs, lose to the Texans. Patriots aren't a really good team anymore. So it's just a. This is just the Patriots. The Patriots they're, are just a mediocre team. 
It's yes, not a playoff team. Yes, but the reason that you could call it a trap game too is because they had momentum coming in, not just from the Baltimore game, but also from the Jets game where they were playing better. I'm not saying they were, play- they were playing well, but they were playing better. And nine times out of 10, I don't care, mediocre Patriots team or not, you should take care of business against the Texans, especially when they have the worst rush defense in the NFL. Like that's just a statistical fact. They're giving up almost 170 yards a game. And second of all, you have the second best rushing attack in the NFL. So put two and two together. Yeah. You should do something right. Oh, something wasn't why. done right. Yeah, but the that's reason I'm not calling it a parlay didn't help. No. Oh my God, my parlay got fucking smoked this weekend. Listen, Wolf. the <laughs> it was bad, man. Bet, re- oh, bet responsibly. Listen. Bet responsibly, kids. Listen. Wolf. Time out. Time out. Real quick. I want to go off on this tangent. Also, are we going have- to fuck Massachusetts? Is that what we're doing? No, I'm not. I'm not. Massachusetts has to – I mean, yeah, Massachusetts can screw themselves for not legalizing sports gambling. Like this weekend, my guy that I go through for my bets, he's out of town. So I had I, I had to text Jared. I was like, Jared, can you place these bets for me? So Jared had my bets. And the damn Falcons wasn't good. Saints game. My wasn't good. goodness. Wasn't that good. over was not even close. It, was like, it wasn't even close. And, but, no, this was the tangent that I wanted to go on real quick. I checked with a bunch of people, and I do this every time, and I knew this was going to happen. So this is on me. This is 100% on me. I put it out on Twitter. I texted separate people. I, I only make my own fantasy football moves because every time I ask other people, it no fault of their own, on paper it looked wrong. like the right move. But Hayden Hurst, I was, I was so confused on who to play between Hayden Hurst and Noah Fant this weekend because Noah Fant's been iffy. Hayden Hurst has been putting up decent, consistent points, right? And I was like, this Falcon-Saints game, I've got money on it. It's going to hit the over. It's going to be a high-scoring game. The over-under was like 49 and a half. I was like, this is going to be great. You know how many points Hayden Hurst got? Zilch. Nothing. He was in one of my lineups, too. Nothing. It was the most infuriating thing to watch. And then when I turn on the Broncos game, no offense out there catching passes. No offense a better tight end, I'll say that. If he was on a better team, no offense would be unreal. Mm-hmm. But – I mean, I just, just, I got to stop asking people to, to, for advice on fantasy. Cause every time I do, I get dicked every single time. But in fairness, Hayden Hurst looked like he would have been the better move over, over Noah fan because Hayden Hurst, I mean, against the Saints, the Saints defense is not good, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, back to it. Patriots game. The reason it's not a trap game is because the Patriots aren't that good of a football team. And I want to stop having this conversation. It's officially over for me. It's officially, even if they win another game down the line, a good mm-hmm. game that they, uh, you look the at Cardinals, it like, this, okay, week, this weekend, this weekend, if they beat the Cardinals, I'm still not going to, I'm not going to convince myself that this is a good football team because they're not this defense. I don't know what the fuck happened at the start of the season. They looked like another, like another year of a, a really solid defense. Deshaun Watson tore them up this weekend. And I know Deshaun Watson's a very talented quarterback. I'm a big fan of Deshaun Watson. But the way that he tore you up after the way that this Texans team has been playing this year was pathetic. This Patriots defense is nowhere near what we thought they were at the start of the season. Nowhere near. He was near perfect. And that's the problem. Deshaun Watson had to play a near perfect game, and that's exactly what he did. Had two touchdown passes, ran for another one, I said it on Sunday when I talked to people about it, and I'm going to say the same thing here. The two people that beat you on Sunday were Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt for disrupting 
Cam Newton at the line of scrimmage with about five dotted balls at the line of scrimmage. The first time, the first time JJ Watt has ever done anything against the Patriots. Cause usually the Patriots shut him down. Yeah, and and yeah. that's, that is something I wanted to bring up too. And well, hold on. Just talking about this Patriots defense and yeah, sure. They beat the jets. Fine. They beat the Ravens, but we understand that they gave up 27 points to the jets. Yes. They yeah, almost yeah, they lost to the jets. They, mm-hmm. they, they probably should have lost to the Jets if Joe Flacco doesn't throw a bonehead interception. Right. They, yeah. they, they could have very easily lost to the Jets, very much like they could have beaten the Seahawks and the Bills. But the fact that they almost lost to the Jets, they lost to the Texans, it had to take a monsoon for them to beat the Ravens. This is not a good football team. This is not a good football team. The, the only way that I will get excited again about this team in 2020 is if, and I know this isn't going to happen, so I'm just putting it out there. If they beat the Cardinals, if they beat the Chargers, if they beat the Rams, and then they beat the Dolphins. Four in a row. Because then they'll be at eight and six, going into the Buffalo game in at Foxborough, and then you have the Jets the following week. That's the only way I'm going to be excited. Which is, is you're right, it's not going to happen. It's not. No, and I know it's not going to happen. I'm just saying that's the only way that I'm going to get excited about this team again in 2020. Otherwise, you probably would have been better off losing that Jets game Maybe you beat the Ravens. That's great. But then you're looking at potentially a much better draft pick in the upcoming draft. Like winning that Jets game and winning the Ravens game now just feels like it was all for nothing. After yeah, I look, I look at the rest of the season now and you, you get a gauge of, okay, now he, Bill needs to play this as a, okay, what do we got for next year? You play who you need to play. My guess is you, you keep working with Cam because he's probably going to be your quarterback next year. Um, unless you, you can you somehow. You don't have another option. Unless you can – the only – the two things that could possibly – I mean, three maybe if Tom Brady gets so pissed at Bruce Arias that he decides to leave. Um, and he comes back. <laughs> and then comes back. No um, he goes, never mind, screw it. Dude, Bruce Arians is a dick to him. Bruce Arians – we, we really didn't get a chance to talk about it on the show. Bruce Arians – Wow. Dude, Tom left because he was sick of his coach being an asshole. And now and he, he publicly is an asshole to him. Yeah, and now – and now and like, yeah, and like not even really like an out-front asshole – Bruce Aaron's just being a dick. <laughs> so, so I'll, so I'll be the guy to ask just because I didn't see it. So what exactly did Bruce Arians say about Brady after the game last night? He I said he, that. to paraphrase, he said he must've gotten confused on the coverages. Cause we very rarely miss deep balls at practice. Okay. At and practice. Like, at practice. And he very much called, and this happened again early in the year. And like, he just calls out Brady when everything goes wrong. He like calls, I mean, great. Brady sucked last night. He wasn't Brady good. was terrible. One of the worst games like, I've ever seen from him. Bruce Arians publicly called out Brady twice. The greatest of all time. Brady went down there to have some fun, play his way, make it his team, get away from the hard nosed co- coach. We'll call him out probably in meetings and, and behind closed doors. Bruce Arians now takes it to the media. Let's all just get over the fact that we know what Brady needed. Belichick, Belichick needed Brady. No one, like obviously the, uh, the bucks are better. And they're still probably make the playoffs and they're a contender. But to have the success that they had, there's no way each of them could have done it without each other. And that's it. Like, no. that's it. And we'll wrap it up on this. Sam Darnold, 2021. No. Well, maybe. Uh, Cam, yeah. Cam Newton has taken a lot of crap I saw on Twitter during the game. The only, the, only, the only negative I think that you can say about Cam Newton's play in that last game was, and I tweeted this, he gets blocked at the line like he's a five foot eight quarterback i don't know why he can't throw this ball <laughs> over over the he's line a big dude he's, he's a big huge dude. 
He is huge. He is the size of a middle linebacker. He should be getting that ball over the line, no problem. So I don't know what's going on there. But Cam played another really solid game. The reason mm-hmm. that they lost this game is not Cam Newton. Cam Newton had played another really solid game. Just looking at his rating, his quarterback rating, I mean, you knock out San Francisco and Denver, and even against the Raiders, every QB rating has been over 80 at least. And his last his, – his, his game against the Texans this week was 102. So Cam Newton's been playing really, really well. Yeah. That's what makes me want him back next year. Unless you can get, like, Sam Darnold or something like that because, like, the Jets get Lawrence and don't want Sammy Dean anymore. Just for the future. Like, not, not yeah. even because Sam Darnold's better than Cam. Just because but, like, it's it gives a you a long-term plan. It gives you a long-term plan. Who, my, Sam Darnold's still, what, like, 23? And, He's like, young. Can, can play. Like, there's no question he can play. So, I, I genuinely think that Sam Darnold might be your best option out there. But if that doesn't happen, the Jets will get other offers and there's no chance they trade him into the division. Cam Newton is your best option next year, and Cam Newton can show, has shown that he can have success here. He's made these receivers look pretty damn good. Jacoby Myers, Demir Bird, like they've all had progression this year. Even to kill Harry's gotten a little better. I know everyone hates him, but like he's gotten better. <laughs> well, it's it's easy to get upset when you see DK Metcalf tearing it up. Well, I get. Oh well, yeah, dude, DK Metcalf's an animal. Um, but it's Megatron three cone drill. <laughs> yeah, the Megatron of this generation. Um, Look, Cam Newton is probably the best bet next year, and I don't okay with that because, look, if so Belichick has a full, full off season with Cam, right? If Josh has a full off season, he now knows the playbook. He clearly can play well here because he's doing well. He's not turning the ball over anymore. He's got a better understanding. You get him another what, tight end, anybody, really, um, and then you figure out the defense. Like We've talked about it uh, even without you here, Nick. Like This team was a couple quick, terrible endings away from 6-3 and three at one point. So – this team is not that far away. They don't have to completely tear it down. It's just that this year is a lost cause because of the way the cards have fallen. And, and I, think, I think for this offseason, you have a ton of money to spend this offseason. I think, I think there was a like the third highest cap space. I was just about to say, I think they have like the that. third or fourth highest cap space. I think ESPN had it up. Third or four highest cap space. And it'll be more if you kick out Hightower and yes. like, if they retire. So. So, so that's the thing, right? They have some young pieces in place. There's three things that I would like to see them do, and I'm going to say them really quick. Number one, get a playmaking wide receiver, please. Like, get Cam Newton a good weapon. Like, he's doing good with Bird Myers, man, and Myers. But even even get another receiver to make Myers your number two receiver, so that way not all the pressure is on him to be a number one receiver, because we don't know if he's going to be a number one receiver. So that's number one. Number two, go get a tight end. Because you need a tight end. You need a pass-catching tight end. Enough with Ryan Izzo. Unless you're going to develop Asiasi and Keen, you have to go out and get a tight end. And number three, bolster up your defensive line. Because you have the, sa- you have the safeties in place. You have the corners in place. So if you can take care of those three things, I think you're right back in contention for 2021 with all get, the other pieces coming back. Get some kind of pressure on the quarterback. That's all. Just get some kind of pressure on the quarterback. My goodness. It's disgusting. It was yeah. it was disgusting seeing them try to tackle Deshaun Watson. There was no game. pressure. And the whole left side of the Texans' defense, uh, offensive line was gone. They were hurt. Well, well, not only that, you knew the Texans were going to pass every time because their rushing attack was feeble at best. Duke Johnson, are you kidding me? They rushed for maybe 20 yards the whole game. Yeah. No, this team has holes, Patriots. They definitely have flaws. They're not perfect. They're, they were a borderline playoff team coming into the year. Um, and I think we overplayed what camp could have been without really having an off season here. Um, but that being said, they clearly don't want Jared Sidney to be the guy clearly. And so what are you going to do? 
you clearly have not had a plan since Jimmy Garoppolo left. Um, and you got, you gave him away for nothing. And now he's probably not going to come back, even though there's talks about that. So look, this team needs to get a couple weapons, mainly a tight end, unless Asi Asi really can play. Um, and let Cam be the quarterback next year. And maybe you dropped a guy to sit behind him, but like the next couple of years should be the Cam Newton show. It should. And I wouldn't hate it, but no. I just, I, I just, Two, I just, Cam? I just wish there was more of a long-term plan, but guys, no. Jimmy Garoppolo is your long-term plan. Jimmy Garoppolo could be the long-term plan still. Yeah. Couch guy sports podcast, episode number 183. In the books, Nick Qualia, Al Nahigian, Jared Scally. Guys, we're going to talk to you next week. Maybe there's some news with the Gordon Hayward sign and trade. Maybe not, because at this point, at this rate, who knows? It might not even happen until the start of the season. It might not happen at all, because this is taking forever. Maybe it happens before the show comes out, and that whole segment then becomes fucking nothing. I don't know. Guys, subscribe on YouTube. Rain subscribe, subscribe on iTunes. Couch Guy 20 at manscaped.com all the good stuff couchguysports.com amazing website not biased here at all amazing website follow us all on twitter and i mean the couch guy sports podcast on twitter as well nick qualia al nahigian jared scally guys we're gonna talk to you next week for episode number 184 we'll talk to you then thanks for watching and thanks for listening have a happy thanksgiving everybody if you want that's your choice oh wait shit. <laughs>